When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, from Learfield, this is the Alabama Insider. Touchdown, Alabama! Here is your host, Chris Stewart. It's another game week for Alabama football, but this time it's the start of Southeastern Conference play. Welcome, everybody, to Alabama Insider, our new podcast here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. I'm Chris Stewart, and yes, Alabama is ranked number one in the country again after a 38-10 victory over Western Kentucky. And it would be a bit of an understatement to say that the players, the coaches, not exactly thrilled with the performance that did indeed see Alabama hold a team in Western to 216 yards through the air one week after they threw for more than 500 in the Hilltoppers season opening win against Rice but the Alabama standard much higher and Coach Saban and Alabama hoping that they can perform at a much much higher level as this weekend they'll be taking on the Ole Miss Rebels in Oxford. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to be hearing a conversation that I had on Monday with former Alabama quarterback John Parker Wilson, now part of our crew on the network, my co-host for Crimson Tide Rewind, heard Monday nights on uh, many of our Crimson Tide Sports Network affiliate stations. But uh, a couple of notes before we get into the conversation, looking back at the Western game and looking ahead to the contest with the Rebels on Saturday. Bama number one in both the major polls after that win. Ole Miss is ranked number 19 in the AP, 17th in the coaches poll. Ole Miss comes in at 1-1. One one. They open the season with that 45-34 loss to Florida State down in Orlando. That was after the Rebels had led by as many as 22 in that contest. Now, despite the loss to FSU, the Rebels did come back and get the win a week ago. 
uh, or actually just a few days ago, excuse me, against Wofford, their game, somewhat similar to Alabama's, at least in terms of the score, while Bama beat Western Kentucky 38-10. to It was Wofford falling to the Rebels 38 38- to 13. Hugh Freeze is in his fifth season at Oxford. He's got a career record of 65 and 26 in eight seasons. 35 and 13 is the record as the head coach of the Rebels, and they've gone to consecutive bowl appearances on New Year's Day. Quite an accomplishment for an Ole Miss team that had labored, a program that had labored for uh, a good while before Coach Freeze's arrival. John Parker Wilson played quarterback for the Crimson Tide on Nick Saban's first two teams, and now he's part of our crew here on the network, and I had a chance to visit with him Monday night. Looking back a little bit at the win over Western Kentucky and what the Tide hopes will be a win for the first time in three years over Ole Miss. Let's go back and and talk a little bit about Saturday because obviously a lot of conversation about the ineffectiveness of the Crimson Tide, but give me the things you saw that you liked in the win over Western. I think the best thing and and what I liked the most was Jalen Hurst. Come out, his first start, second appearance, but still only his first start. Dealing with those nerves, uh, Friday night in the hotel, Saturday coming to the game. I think he's he's handled himself well in both of his two appearances. He's taking care of the ball. You can see his teammates rallying around him. He's making good decisions, not turning it over this game, which I think is a big improvement on, on last game. The two turnovers against USC, this game, taking care of the ball, moving it downfield at the end of the day, putting 38 points on the board. There's a lot of conversation about Alabama's inability to replicate what we saw a year ago with Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake. Now, I don't think anybody, frankly, is surprised that that's not happening. But Alabama is not as consistent as we have grown accustomed to in past years in the typical ground game between the tackles. Is that a concern yet for you? I don't. I wouldn't say so yet. We still have new guys up front playing new positions, a true freshman at right tackle. We've got new guys running the ball. They're still trying to figure out their way, find their footing, uh, working together with each other and getting the run game. At the same time, we've seen both defenses in the first two weeks stack the box, put a lot of safeties, a lot of linebackers in the box, selling out to stop the run. So that means on offense, we know we're going to have opportunities in the pass game. Luckily, we're deep at receiver, uh, both wideouts and with O.J. Howard in the passing game. So I look for us to continue on our success throwing the ball, see Jalen Hurts maybe taking some more shots downfield than we have in the first two games. What was Monday practice like? And I realize full well you weren't there. I realize you're no longer part of the team, but you've played for Nick Saban. You've had to come in on Mondays after a Saturday performance where the team did not play to his standard. So what were these guys dealing with in terms of preparation for a huge SEC opener? Attention to detail. I think that is what... As a player, you can do more than anything is come out and pay attention to detail. That's staying on sides, knowing your role, no mental um, mental lapses that we saw in the game on Saturday. I, I think the guys, um, you know, came, watched the film on Sunday, but knew Monday practice was time to get to work and time to prepare for Ole Miss. Let's talk about the Rebels because obviously so much of the conversation is about what's happened the last two years, and it has been, well – an eternity <laughs> since Ole Miss has been able to do this. They're in an unusual position f- trying to win three in a row against the Tide. I know really and truly, though, that doesn't mean anything for this team, this matchup this year. 
No, it doesn't, but I, but I still think both teams are talking about it, and especially Alabama. They know that they've lost the past two games. And I can remember myself going against uh, the Auburn Tigers, knowing that we have lost six in a row. That, that plays a part of your psyche, and you know you don't want to be the team to continue that streak. You want to be the team to stop it, win it, let's go out. Get a big road win against an SEC West team early on in the year. This is what helps propel you to the rest of the season. Would that have been a bigger deal, though, if it had truly prevented Alabama from accomplishing its goals? Because I know Alabama didn't win the title two years ago, but they won the SEC title. So the losses each of the last two years really didn't stop. If anything, it may have been a learning opportunity. Not by any stretch am I – advocating for a third loss to the Rebels. But does it factor in maybe that from a mental standpoint that Ole Miss beats Alabama two straight years and yet they still are the team that's trying to get to Atlanta? And that's true, but we – at the end of the day, Alabama had some things help us in our favor. It wasn't like we were controlling our own destiny. And to go out and to win a game like this, I think – I think it's more of a psyche thing. Early on in the year, you want to get a big win like this. You want to take this momentum for the rest of the year. And you can use last week against Western Kentucky as your learning curve. That's your learning game. You don't want to – you would much rather learn in a poor effort in a win than uh, a good effort in a loss. So, at the end of the day, it's all about winning games, and that's what it's about, going out, winning a road game with a true freshman. We still got a true freshman playing quarterback, and I think that's a big thing big thing also that Alabama has maybe the fastest defense in college football going against an Ole Miss offense that obviously still despite losses key losses like Treadwell still can move the football yeah the defense looks good they're fast coach Pruitt first year's defensive coordinator is doing some special things I think picking up right where Kirby left off but at the end of the day it's still Nick Saban's defense um, recruiting is obviously still the lifeblood of the program we've got new younger faster guys that are continuing to do uh, different things. The defense is evolving, and, and I think it's uh, right where it needs to be against these new spread offenses. Alabama and the Rebels will kick things off at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Again, it's a 2.30 start, 64,000-plus the capacity. It should be filled and then some when Bama comes rolling in for the game. Again, a 2.30 start. We'll have radio coverage at 11.30 on the network. Looking at a couple of other notes for Alabama Athletics, Crimson Tide soccer team is traveling just down the road to Birmingham taking on Sanford on Tuesday night at the Sanford Track and Soccer Stadium. That'll be a 7 o'clock match time on Tuesday night. Uh, Alabama's off to its best start since 2005. Coach Wes Hart has seen his team in the first two weekends of play post wins against Sam Houston State, Murray State, Campbell, and Chattanooga. They went 4-0 and to start the uh, season then in the third weekend, Bama did lose to 20th ranked South Florida, but then went on to shut out Florida Gulf Coast. And uh, the Tide then opened Southeastern Conference play last Friday, a big win for Alabama as they claimed a 5-1 victory in Knoxville over the Tennessee Volunteers. Also, it's been a uh, quite nice start 
to the season for Crystal Rivers. The uh, second straight week, the Alabama senior volleyball player has been named the SEC's Offensive Player of the Week. She had 59 kills and 66.5 points over the weekend's three matches as she was named to the Hampton Inn Bama Bash. Uh, Not only the all-tournament team, she was named the MVP of that event as well. The Tide is returning to Foster Auditorium for uh, the Crimson White Tournament, also sponsored by the Hampton Inn. That one will open play on Friday. East Tennessee State coming in for a 7 o'clock match time. They'll play two matches on Saturday, one in the morning against Presbyterian, and then that night at 7 o'clock against Georgia Southern. In addition, you uh, I mentioned the soccer program just a few moments ago, but junior midfielder Chatham DeProspo was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week in that sport as well. She registered a first-half hat trick in the Tide's 5-1 win over Tennessee that I talked about earlier. DeProspo is a native of Goshen, New York. She scored on each of her shot attempts in the SEC opener against Tennessee. And with temperatures very warm, it is indeed feeling like baseball season. And head coach Greg Goff put his Alabama baseball team through uh, a workout for the first time, or at least their first full team practice. The Tide going through those workouts on Monday, and uh, they'll be going throughout the course of the week. You can find that full schedule at RollTide.com. But, of course, Coach Goff coming in after a successful two-year run at Louisiana Tech. Prior to that, an unprecedented run at Campbell University. And he got that job at the Division I level after doing a tremendous job at the University of Montevallo, where he took that Division II program to the World Series as well. In fact, finished third in the country on one of their trips to Montgomery's Patterson Field for that Division II World Series. Now trying to get Alabama back to Omaha. Coach Goff starting that trek, and they had uh, not only the practice on Monday, they'll go Tuesday, uh, they'll have some individual work on Wednesday, and then go full practice sessions starting at 2.30 on Thursday, the same at Friday, and then later on Friday afternoon, they'll have a team scrimmage. That uh, schedule is set to be the same on Saturday as well, and Coach Goff emphasizing that those practices and the scrimmages are indeed open to the public at the beautiful Sewell Thomas Stadium. So that's going to do it today for Alabama Insider. Thanks so much for dropping by. Look forward to uh, uh, talking to you again on Friday, our next podcast. But also, uh, don't forget, you got Hey Coach coming your way on Thursday night. And for all the latest information on the Tide, the broadcast schedule, team updates, news, and more, go to the official website of Alabama Athletics. That, of course, is Roll Tide. Thanks to John Parker Wilson for joining me on the podcast today. Until next time, everybody, I'm Chris Stewart, and this is Alabama Insider. This has been the Alabama Insider. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.